What's up, peeps? I'm Matt. And I'm sleepy. And we are the Pink Gold Peeps. Two 20-somethings talking all things video games and fun jazz and groovy two-shoe stuff. Mike, how you doing? Uh, I already told you I'm sleepy. Um, but I'm good. That's true. Uh, I, I have a lot to talk about this week. I played a lot of video games this week. Um, but it's been it's been stressful, but I'm excited to spend some time here with you at 11.45 p.m. on a Friday. Yes. <laughs> Podcasting. Yes. Yes, this okay. was definitely I'm, I'm the glad. choice that I'm I glad. wanted to make. How about you? It's good. I'm also tired, very tired, hence the coffee that I'm currently drinking. Yeah, that's coffee? Okay, I wasn't sure if it was tea. But no, wow. it's coffee. All I right. Don't, I don't drink tea. All right. But, uh, yeah, no, I have not had a ton of time for video games per usual. Boo. But um, played, I played some Octopath. I am now halfway through my last chapter two in Octopath. And you will never pick it up again. I'm Eventually I will. Matt got I, Spider-Man. Where, I got Spider-Man earlier today, and I played maybe an hour and a half of it, and I'm already in love. Where was I last week when we podcasted? We, You were in the Chapter 2s, I, I think. I was like had, halfway through the Chapter 2s, I think. So I think I made, so. I made some progress in the past week. Like, yeah. That was pretty good for me. I will say this. Chapter 2 and Chapter 3 specifically, um, they, they don't take as much time because... The Chapter 2 areas are pretty close to the Chapter 1 areas. Not saying the Chapter 4 areas are far, but all the Chapter 3 areas are areas you've been to already. Mm-hmm. But I'm so, not going to fast travel. I'm still going to I know you want to fast. You don't want to fast travel. But even then, like you could finish your last Chapter 2, and there might be a Chapter 3 in that same area. Right. Well, there is, actually. I'm in Ulbricht's Chapter 3, uh, tra- or Ulbricht's Chapter 2, and Tress's Chapter 3 is in... The same area. In Victor's Hollow. Yeah. But I'm not sure if I'm going to hers first. I have to look at it again. Because I do the lowest level one, and I just work around like that. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, they're, they're, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I think the chapter threes are good. I think it's where the stories get interesting, especially the ones like Alfin that are just... I mean, the first chapter of Alfin's is a little lame. You know what the I mean? The first chapter of Alfin's is all set up. It's like, it's whatever set up. It's like, okay. And then chapter two of Alfin's was a good, like, standalone story. Yeah. Chapter and now I'm good. ready to see if Chapter 3 connects to Chapter 2. Chapter 3 is good. Okay. Just trust me. That's where um, I was like, oh, okay, Alvin's actually awesome. I do, like, we were, t- I, I don't remember if we were talking about it on the podcast or by ourselves, but you were saying how Ulbricht Chapter 2 is, like, the most different chapter in the whole game. It is. It is so cool. It is a lot I'm of fun. I'm like, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm halfway through it, and I really like that one. Yeah. And it's like, not every single one is as cut and dry as, okay, go into town, talk to people, use your path action, go to a dungeon, do it. There are plenty that do that, but it's not... I mean, saying, yeah, the, oh, like, darn, you went into a dungeon in an RPG turn-based game, I'm like, Right, well, yeah. I mean, obviously you're going to end in a dungeon in every chapter. Yeah. But, like, it it has now, like, changed it up enough in certain chapters, I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Like, um... But then there were ones like Therian's Chapter 2 where it was just like, More go Therian. steal this thing from this guy, and you have a 100% chance of stealing it. Now go steal this thing from this guy, and you have a 100% chance of stealing it. And I'm like, this is stupid. I'm just clicking buttons. <laughs> it, like, it was stupid. And then Primrose's was, like, Primrose's story I, I really like. It's definitely the most interesting of the stories. Um, So far, yeah. Yeah. But her Chapter 2 was, go seduce this guy. Now come back here. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So, whatever. Yeah. And, and like we said last time, those aren't the strong suits of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Um, but I actually wanted to talk about Octopath Traveler because I... Uh, so, I beat all the Chapter 4s last week. 
it was really cool seeing all the stories end, and I'm happy that I did so it. So does every every story get, like, a fitting conclusion after their Chapter 4? Their Chapter 4 conclusion is fitting, yes. If you were to stop playing the game at the end of every Chapter 4, I think you'd be bummed about the game as a whole. You'd be like, well, the game didn't really come together, but every story resolves itself. Right. And that part's good. What I will say is, like I said to you last week, um, there are the two side quests, part one and two of each of them, that if you do them, you get access to another side quest, which it's just like fight a boss. But if you're if you're playing the game and you've beaten chapter fours, you can beat these, this boss easily. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like 40,000 health, which at that point isn't really a lot. Right. And you get access to a, a, a way to teleport to a location that you've never been to before. No matter mm-hmm. what, you can't like walk there. And when you get there, there's a final dungeon. And I like how they how they put this together. The final dungeon has two parts. And the first part is very challenging, but I found it to be very fun. And it is where all the plot is. All okay. the plot where people are like, you know, oh, well, I feel like there are still questions to be answered. It answers all the questions. Mm-hmm. All of it in this first section, which I beat. And I had a fun time doing it. It was challenging, but it was, uh, it was enjoyable to play through. The second part of it is the final, final boss, which, listen, I love Octopath Traveler. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I am not going to do the amount of grinding required to beat that boss. Because the <laughs> no, the boss is insane. It's like, hit, okay, it's two forms, all right? And you use all eight of your party members. Four for the first part, four for the second part. So first off, I was like thinking, like, my, guys, cool. are like, my guys are like level like 66, but my B team was level 45. <laughs> so I would have to like level up everybody up to like level 70 in addition mm-hmm. to these guys who were, you know, 25 levels behind. Well, I'm actually around level 32 to 35 for everybody. Mm-hmm. Except for Ulbrich, who's level 42. Yeah, Ulbrich will always be your highest yeah, level. of course. Primrose hit level 70 before I finished the, the, the first part of the dungeon. Nice. But it's like... It's, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the boss isn't cool and it's not well designed, but it's just a really hard boss with a lot of health. It doesn't have any, like, cool gimmicks or any, like, interesting things that, oh, only this boss does and it puts a really interesting challenge on your team. It's just a hard fight. Like, the first section, he has 500,000 health and there are, like, second, there are, like secondary so enemies. It's not, it's not exactly that the fight is difficult strategy-wise. It's just a bullet sponge. It's a damage sponge. Yeah, and it's like, even though he has 500,000 health, he has three minions that will p- come up from time to time. They have 50,000 health, and as long as at least one of them's on the board, he can't be damaged. It's not even like residual damage. That's like, if you stupid. use an all attack, he takes zero damage. And the second part of him has the same thing, but there's four parts, and they all start on the board. So it's not the last one where, like, you fight with one, and then it goes away. And then there's two, and then they go away. And then there's three, and then they go away. And, listen, I love JRPGs, and this makes makes me happy. This is more, again, like a classical JRPG. There's one boss at the end that's just atrociously hard. Because I said the final boss is 500,000 health. The second part, I don't know how much health he has, because I couldn't beat the first part. (laughs) And it's, it's crazy. And it's really cool, but... I will say this to people. If you said to me, Mike, I want to play Octopath Traveler, I'd say you should definitely beat all the Chapter 4s, do these side quests, and do the first part of the boss. Uh, I mean, of this dungeon. When you get to the boss, you can try, and if you fail, it's fine. Because I watched trailers and stuff like that. There's things that resolve there, but most of the plot is taken care of in that first part, and I think that's on purpose. Because yeah. they don't want to like lock behind, uh, you know, lock behind incredibly, incredibly 
challenging and difficult boss, this stuff that you know, you yeah, yeah, you would you would need to enjoy the experience as a whole. Right. So I am I'm done with Octopath Traveler. I didn't complete it, but if I completed it, then I would have to have you know done every side quest. So I'm not completing right, Octopath. Right. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. But in between that, I want to bring up. I started playing L.A. Noir. Eh? Okay, here's the thing. It okay. Okay. The game seemed fun. I really like the idea of it. I really like this like story-based th- style and how like there's all these little side mission things that you're supposed to do like, you know, for a whole mission, right? You do the shootouts and you do the chase scenes and I can the see how that wouldn't be your kind of game actually. I, but here's the thing. First off, like I like you like everybody knows, I play on the train. The game is very dark, literally. Hard to see. It is very dark. And in the sunlight of a train and the lights overhead reflecting off my mm-hmm. Switch screen, hard to see. I could manage it, but it's hard to see. How far did you get? Where are you? Oh, God, not very far at all. I got to the first. Here's the thing. I was fine, but I got to the first interrogation. And I understand why the interrogations are working the way they do. You have to answer the question and then put the evidence together. And when I was doing it right, it felt super cool. But when I screwed up and there's no way to skip back to get to where I was, it's so aggravating. That's because you have to work with your mistakes. You're a detective. Yeah, you screwed up. You have to deal with it. But no, no, no. But it's like, oh, you screwed it up. Okay, go back and try again. And he says the same thing again. You wait. You go back and try again. So the first, the first interrogation. Mm-hmm. The guy, I, I said, you know, I go up to the guy. Oh, the first one is more of a tutorial. Like later in the game, if you screw it up, then you don't get the answer you need. Like there, there was one time when I played through the game, and there's this when you go when you get you go through desks and you get promoted through the precinct. Yeah. When I got to the homicide homicide desk. Homicide. Homicide. It's when you kill houses. Homes. <laughs> they kill houses. But um, I got there, and one of them was killing a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and I, I asked questions and I thought I figured it out, and I put the wrong dude in jail, and I was like, oh. Shit, because I didn't figure it out until, like, two missions after the fact. I was like, wow, I totally screwed that up. But the way that I did my interrogations, I didn't even know because, like, I thought I had it. Like, I was like, I got it. It doesn't – it won't tell you when you screw up later in the game. Okay, because, I mean, that makes me a little bit more optimistic. But, yeah, I was so annoyed because it's the first mission, I guess. You get a tutorial and you have to do it right. And I just I, – I got, like, two questions in and I screwed it up three times in a row. And I'm like – there's no way to skip back to where I was so supposed to Did you to get be. all the clues? I did get all the clues, but I only, I, I, it's not like I exhausted my resources. I exhausted my patience. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, you know, I get 45 minutes to play. I'm not going to spend 20 minutes watching is, a redo cutscene to just get to the part where I'm supposed to get there. That is a strange game for Switch because it's very much like, like a, a cop or a detective TV show. And you need like two hours or so to do a case. Yeah. Be, or or more so in some cases, I I meant cases in like events, but cases was like a pun. I didn't I didn't mean it. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not saying that I'm giving up on La Noir. The original plan was for me to play with my girlfriend. Like I'd go home and we just like sit and play it together. You should you should play it on the couch. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm I'm gonna put it away, but the the I'm. I'm upset because I bought this game almost a year ago, and it's like I have a pile. Like I have my, I have my my bookcase of Switch games, mm-hmm. and then at the end of it, there are ones going long. Like you know, they're all going like long ways, like a bookcase. And the other ones are going are flat, and those are the games I still need to play. Mm-hmm. And since I've had that pile, La Noir has been in it, and I put it on just the regular part of the bookshelf because it's not like a game I actively want to play right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm bummed 
because I was really excited for this game, but I just never had the time or it was never the most interesting game in my in my library that I wanted to play. And then I played it and I'm like, this is fine. And I'm sure I would enjoy it more in a different situation. But the well, way I play games, I can't just sit down and say, I'm going to beat L.A. Noir. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, well, that game was never designed for, like, a Switch kind of thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't designed for those short bursts. It was designed yeah. as a home console. You sit on your couch, and you play the game for a couple hours. Yes, and unlike a game like Doom, it just doesn't work then, really on the now go that like I that. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, the other thing about L.A. Noir is, of course, I played this game three or four years ago now. Yeah. Um, but I remember, like, if I stepped away from a case for like a day or two and then I came back to the game and I You'd was like never remember halfway what's going through on. a case, yeah, I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> so, because then you'd have to go through all your notes again and you have to retrace all your steps and you'd be like, oh, that's right. And I think this guy is a suspect because X. Yeah. So, it's. I, I did really enjoy, I'll say this, I really enjoy, I've, I taught myself how to do the U turns in the middle of the street. Like when you when you drive forward and you like just bank a left and hold down the brake and spin around and I'm like mm-hmm. this is my favorite thing. I stopped I stopped driving the car and I would let my partner drive, <laughs> but then I wouldn't skip it because then I'd like to listen to the conversations yes. and not where I just sit there and listen to the conversations. My guy does love telling me how terrible of a driver you get I was. Every, <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Every desk you get a different um, partner partner, and most of them are great. Yeah. Like, I, I love almost all of them. And this, you know, this is the thing I'm bummed about, because I know, you know, like, you know that, generally speaking, story-based games are not my, like, like where the story is not only the focus, but, like, it's part of the mechanics, is not usually my forte. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not into, like, the walking sim, quote-unquote, games. And L.A. Noir isn't that, but, but it, it also has a is. focus in that. It's, it's kind of half and half. Yeah. And it's, like, it's a game that I've really been wanting to play, and this is why I'm just disappointed you the know story, what i mean the story for eleanor is also really good yeah and that's like why it, you know i need to get through it but just like it's not gonna happen like because i have some downtime right now because torna the golden country doesn't come out uh for physical copies because that's what i'm borrowing mm-hmm. uh until two or three weeks from now and i have some time in between to play some games it's, and i was like i'll bang out eleanor and that's not what's gonna happen it's kind of crazy it's kind of crazy the way everything comes together at the end of eleanor it's like wow okay cool i'm excited uh, it's just, it's going to be a while. Mm. That's what's going to have to be. Um, in the meantime, just, I'm not going to talk about this week because I want to talk about it next week, but I'm going to let people know it's on the radar. I am putting my money where my mouth is and playing one of my favorite games from 2017 again. I'm playing the DLC pack for Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh. I, I talked about this and how excited I was about this DLC for Donkey Kong. And, you know, I've only like two or three hours in and it's really fun. It's, I mean, it's more of Rabbids, but with three different, well, two different characters, Donkey Kong and Rabbid Cranky Kong, who are nothing like any of the other characters in the game, especially Donkey Kong. He's got, like, mechanics that are only him. That's cool. Um, and then you have Rabbid Peach again, but she's got different guns and a slightly different uh, skill tree. Mm-hmm. And it just, it flows really, really well. And getting back into the game, like, I mean... I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm, I'm quickly picking back up. And it's just playing that game well feels so good. When you're just like, I have three moves, three actions, and three attacks, and I'm going to destroy everything in one round. And that feels so good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, I, I think that's it. Oh, real fast, oh, one know, last thing. What? I also played Mario Tennis Aces, and I beat I was, the story mode. Congratulations. Um... I feel like the people who said it was, like, stupidly difficult were a bit 
I never overzealous. heard it was stu. I heard it's stupidly difficult just playing against CPUs in tournament on like the really hard difficulty. That I have heard, but I haven't heard that the story mode is stupid. Oh, difficult. someone told me that the story mode was like stupidly annoying. And- I heard there's one or two missions where it's like, all right, this is taking way longer than it should. Yeah, uh, have you beaten it yet? No, I'm okay. like halfway through it, and then I put it down to play other games. Yeah. I, I did it because I wanted to unlock all the courts because my girlfriend yeah, that's played what this I game. Do. Um, but I will say this: like the last real tennis match is really annoying because you have to kind of play it not like you're playing against a human mm-hmm. because it's a, it, the the CPU is really good. So like you know how usually if I was playing against you, I would I wouldn't hit the ball right to you, right? I'd hit it like as far away from you to make you like right. run around and move. And they are the masters of the uh, the right analog stick. The trick move. The trick, the, like, I'm going to slow down time yep. thing. And that gives them energy to use their super moves more often. So you have to, like, play it to them like you're trying to get it to them, and then they'll just miss. And it's really weird because you're like, you're so good at these trick shot things, and you can't do this. Also, Destiny Waluigi strategy does not work on the last tennis racket match. Well, Which, I, I, I'm telling you this, that match was the first tennis match that i completed in the entire campaign so i was like oh i'm blowing up the rackets my um so my one friend ben plays like actual tennis yeah a lot and he's really good at tennis and i didn't realize there like actually was a meta for mario tennis aces oh oh yeah but he like freaking wrecked me yeah mario tennis aces like, meta is terrifying he he we played like three or four matches um and he he won all of them like it was it was a joke i i couldn't do anything i was like Who's i didn't know this game what who was he made bowser really mm-hmm. so no waluigi bowser jr shenanigans no i guess it's post nerf well, he's obsessed with bowser oh okay but um no this was just a couple days ago oh okay cool but yeah that mario tennis aces i will say this i like i like having it it's not a game i'm gonna play a lot or it's not a game I'm ever going to bank a lot of hours in. I would love in. to sit and just play it with a bunch of friends. Yeah. And having it just, I feel like having it in my library of games, if someone comes over and says, oh, can we play this game? I feel like it will get played. I think, I think Mario Tennis is a really, really good multiplayer game. Yes. It's not very fun single player unless you're into the meta. And if you're into the meta, it's also really good. Yeah. It's kind of like ARMS. I like, and I also tested it. I don't know why, but I cannot get onto my online. Like, that game will, the online just won't work for me. That's weird. And But then I'll be like, that's weird. And then I'll be like, let me plug in Splatoon 2, test it. All right, my, my online is working perfectly fine for Splatoon 2. No problems at all. Camelot doesn't like your internet, man. Yeah, and then I put Mario Tennis Aces back in, and it's just not working. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, eh, well, what can you do? It is kind of like ARMS or Pokin, even. If, if yeah. you know how to play the game, you know how to play the game, and it's just a lot of fun. But if you have people to play it with, even if you're not very good, it's a good time. Right. I don't know if I'd say that for Pokin. Well, but we're, we're pretty solid. Right, but if you don't know how to play Pokin and you play against someone who does know how to play Pokin... Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying for all of these, if you're if you're playing with people, like, in a group, and generally you're at the same skill level. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, great. like, a but pro arms player like, could, could kick your ass seven ways to Sunday. Well, sure, but, I mean, there's 1% of the population who plays arms who are good at arms. Like, like that level of good at arms. You okay, know what I mean? okay. Am I wrong? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just <laughs> upset about it. Anyway. Yeah. But that's it for that. And uh, next up is our indie spotlights. Uh, so we actually only have, like, a couple things for this. There's hardly anything. Yeah. 
Uh, first one is Travis Strikes Back got a release date, uh, January 18th, 2019. That's kind of exciting for a game that we've heard, like, we know a lot about it, but we've seen so little of it that I don't know if they're doing I mean, I'm assuming they're doing that on purpose. Have but, we seen little of it? I mean, I've seen at least 20 minutes of gameplay. Yeah, but, like, they said that the gameplay is going to be so different across the different, like, worlds. Them, yeah. So seeing 20 minutes of one world's gameplay is... But, you know, that's perfectly fine with me. Keep it, keep it secret. Yeah. Let, me, let me play it myself. And as long as the reviews are good, I'll pick it up, and they'll be fun. Our one, um, our one friend, Luke, he just doesn't care about spoilers for, li- like, literally anything. No, he does not. He does not care. He's already watched all the cutscenes for Spider-Man. Oh, yeah? And he he's like, and he's excited to talk about things. He loves to talk about things like that. So he keeps going, oh, it's Spider-Man. I'm like, shut up! Stop! Stop! <laughs> because I'm so scared. I'm so scared of spoilers. Yeah. And I'm like, no! And he, like, it just doesn't face him, so he doesn't understand. Or he suddenly doesn't understand. He, he understands. But he doesn't think about it the way I do. And I'm like, no, yeah. please! Same thing happened for me with Xenoblade 2. He watched all the spoil- all the cutscenes for Xenoblade 2 before mm-hmm. I finished the game. And I'm just like, Stop! You know, that's funny, because he watched all the cutscenes for Xenoblade 2 before I finished the game. <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry, we're running into spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one up, uh, Wandersong got I a release no date, September 27th. This is a cute little 2D platformy puzzly game where you sing... And singing is how you save the day. It's, I'm in love. The game looks really cute, and it's almost like you're singing in like a it, it's like a circle, and you can hit up all the different directions in the circle, and each one's considered a different note. So I think it's going to be used sometimes in puzzles, like you have to hit like the red note, the blue note, and the green note. But then also you use it almost like as a shield or an a, a, a attack, quote unquote. Remember when we were doing the indie stuff, and I was saying. This art style's been done before and stupid. Yeah. This is this this is where it's at. Yeah. This is adorable. It's like it's it's different, but it's also not what everyone else is doing. It almost looks like in the sense um, of paper mache. Or like you put a bunch of uh, paper construction craft, paper. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like papercraft. It's really cute. It it looks really sweet. Check it out. I'm I'm curious to see how the reviews are gonna go, but it like caught my can eye. Can you sing Wonderwall? In the game or yes. in general? I mean, I can. I, mean, I would want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any other uh, actually indie spotlight stuff, though? Matt? I do not. Really? Damn. I don't think so. All right. Well, we'll guess we'll move on to our quick news and updates. Do I? Do I? Do I? Oh, I mean, technically I do. Well, then talk about it's it. It's technically indie related. Actually, I, I have two things. One is super indie related, and the other one is actually no. That's not. That's not an indie. No. Um. Okay. So I have one indie thing. No, I do have two. I do have two. Final answer. I have two indie things. Okay. First one is Agony is coming Nintendo Switch. This was a horror game that was like, do you do you know anything about this? Listen, game? Uh, my entire understanding of this game is okay. Quick, quick uh, life life uh, story. When me and Matt message each other in our group chat, um, my favorite gift to use on Facebook Messenger is the two guys from Into the Woods, the movie, singing Agony, and it just says Agony on the bottom. So when I saw that Agony was coming to the Switch, all I thought of is that gif, and then I stopped thinking about the game. Okay, so this is a game where your your character is going to hell. Okay. And he is he's being punished in hell. Okay. And you possess demons and such, because you want to get to the red goddess, who can supposedly save you. Okay. And you're traveling the hellscape, trying to get to her, by... Um, trying to survive against all these brutal demons that are in hell, okay. as demons do. Yes. 
And you're trying to possess other demons to have the abilities to get farther in hell. Okay. So it's kind of like a horror survival platformer. And also like Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but it doesn't work. Okay. So it's, it's not like, something that you would recommend? No, it's, it's a terrible... Like, all the reviews say it's a terrible game. Um, and it's gory for the sake of being gory. Uh, it's, ju- it's just like... It's just like like, if you look up gameplay of this, you will just see too much blood. You'll see too much gore. You'll see too many dead babies. Okay. It's just like, it's just a, a stupid horror game that's not horror, it's blood. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, so buyer beware on Agony. Yeah, so buyer beware. If you're into that thing, I guess you're into that thing. Yeah. On the total other side. Yes. Now we're on the adorable land side. Yeah. You know the game Slime Sand? I do. Um, It's getting a level editor. Cool. Yes, and it is... Most likely coming to Nintendo Switch as a free update. Sweet. So uh, all our slime on people. That is that is a game that I would I think a level editor would be super cool on. Yeah, it's one of those games. I feel like the people who love it love it a lot, and the people who are like kind of whatever on it will get it so they can play those people's levels. Is especially if it's free. Yeah. Um, okay. Now quick news and updates. Yes. All right. We're ready. So uh, the first the first big thing is uh, just kind of. I think this goes with saying, and this is also something that we're going to talk about in our main discussion. Obviously, we were going to talk about the Nintendo Direct this week, and because of what happened in Japan, obviously it got delayed. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple things that came out, and I'm not sure. Some of them have come out, I think, because of the, well, the I of, think... of when it was supposed to happen, the Direct. And then some of these are things that we knew from beforehand, but they're all like kind of Direct-related. And some of them are, I think, third-party developers who are like we're planning on announcing this now whether your direct happens or not yeah so like the first one i want to talk about is i think easily the the one that everyone's thinking about is Mega Man 11 got its demo on thursday night so i'm assuming Mega that Man was 11... going to be their big way of like i i think the end of the direct is going to be a smash trailer but like the last thing before the smash trailer would be like by the way we got something to play right now yeah this is their is available today because they yeah, always exactly. say that and I think because it was like it's coming to Switch first, and then Friday or today, uh, the twenty eighth or not the twenty eighth? Jeez, not the twenty eighth, dude. No, what it's is the eighth. Uh, well, technically, technically, se- it's September eighth. Oh, okay. Now it's the eighth because yes. it's Saturday. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were like, it's coming to it's coming to the other systems on Friday, so this is our window. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about in terms of uh, Did something. You play it? Uh, no, I have it on my Switch, though. I want to play it. I've heard um, it's good. I mean, I know I'm getting Mega Man 11, so if this is a stage that's, like, actually in the game, I'd rather just wait to experience it is. all it is this. A, it is a like, character in the game. Is it, is it a full stage? Is it yep, full it's, stage? Yeah, it's Blockman stage. How many... Are there going to be nine, like, usual Mega Man game? It's, isn't it? It's eight, usually. Isn't it? Because Mega Man's in the middle, and then oh, there's eight yeah, 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 squares right, yeah, around him. I think it's going to be eight, as usual. And then mm. eight. And so then, then I definitely don't want to play it. If there's only going to be eight stages in the game... Okay. Then, you know, I'll let you know how it is, but I'll, I'll play it for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, other things that... So this one was something that we heard about before the Direct, and I assume we're going to hear about during the Direct, is uh, a Switch firmware update. Firmware update 6.0. Um, people found it, I think, on the eShop, and they've, they've like, mined it out a little bit. Uh, big things are there's new icons for Captain Toad. There's, like, two Captain Toad, two Captain Toadettes, and the bird... It's the boss in the game. Yeah. Um, they look really cute. But the one that people are really excited about is there are new controller icons in the bottom left corner. So, you know, if you like you turn on your Switch and you grab a pro controller in the bottom left corner, the pro controller symbol will show up. There are two additional 
uh, shaped controllers, an NES controller and a Super NES controller. So I'm assuming, because we're looking at these games that are coming out on, like, the pseudo-virtual console with Nintendo's internet, uh, I mean, internet weekly whatever things that are the, the, the nes games that you get for free right it's not weekly anymore oh it's not it's okay. like a netflix subscription now okay so as long as i'm subscribed but you know I nintendo get. isn't saying anything about that online so yeah who <laughs> knows so i'm assuming this will be with the online being like hey now you have the controllers to play this game like you did you know 20 years ago mm-hmm. that's cool um i probably won't buy them as much as i would consider it but i'm excited to hear news about new types of controllers for the switch yeah that's cool yeah Uh, the next one I want to talk about is something that is, I think, also kind of got pushed to now because of other, you know, other platforms, uh, which is Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition HD is coming to the Switch. Yes. Soon, they said. And I think this one also got released because it was... Well, it's already on Xbox and PlayStation 4. Yeah. It came out, like, yesterday or today. Yeah. So... Today being, um... I'm going to say Friday. Friday the 7th. The 7th. Yeah. I don't know anything about this. All I know... So this was like a mobile game, Okay, right? so, like, I'll show you gameplay of it after this, because they recreated... Final Fantasy XV. All of fi- the whole game in a chibi-style art with actual buttons that you press on your phone. So you're actually, p- like, playing the game as it was intended, just in a different art style that your phone can run. So it's it's... It's the full game in a cute art style. In a baby, a baby little form. Like, right. It looks and cute it is adorable. adorable. But it, it's really the full game? It's the full game. It's it's cut into episodes, but it's the full game. Okay. So the first, it's cut into 10 episodes, as I believe. The first episode came out for free to download on PlayStation and Xbox. And then the full game you can buy is $30. But for the first week of release, it's 40% off. So it's like eighteen or seventeen dollars right now. Wow, the whole thing. See that that interests me because I mean, obviously, it's Final Fantasy fifteen. I've heard so many good things about it. I know I want to play it one day, but the Switch can't run Final Fantasy fifteen. No, that it just it can't. No. Um, and I know the game is really pretty, but if it's real, my question really was for people: It's like, is this is this worth my time, or is it just a mobile game to go along with the game? No, I would say, especially if they do it right and they do, like, map it properly to buttons and such, then I would say it is worth your time because it's, it's the full game. And even, like, even the voices are in there. Like, so it's, they like, take the real the audio. Yeah, they take the actual voice actor's audio from the full game, and they put it in there. So it's like they take the cut scenes, but just put them in this cute little version Right, of exactly. And even the fight scenes are re-choreographed. For so the cute they little... do the same animations and such, but with those... Like, I'll, I'll show you videos and stuff Yeah, I'm, I'm more excited but about it, this than I was it's, before. It's pretty cool the way they did it. It's very impressive. Groovy. But as someone who's already played Final Fantasy XV... Really? You played? Oh, you haven't beaten it, right? I did beat it. Really? Yeah. Mike, believe it or not, I beat 90% of the games that I play. Then why don't you beat the games that I want you to beat? It's just Xenoblade now. It's, ju- it's just Xenoblade. I know, but you know, what the, you know what the real issue is? You beat games you don't tell me. Like, I remember when I said, Matt, we got you gotta beat... Uh, Metroid 2, Samus Returns. You're like, I did. I, I, like, I definitely told you that one when I beat it. I know I told you that one when I beat <sighs> it. Because okay. you were the only other person I knew who got the game. Fine. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. You did not tell me you beat I that I didn't game. tell you when I beat that one. I don't know. Well, it's because I was on the cusp like that for so long, and then I beat it, and I was like, okay. <sighs> this is what I get. I get so excited to talk about games, and I can't. Sorry. And Xenoblade, you'll get there. Eventually, you'll I'll get there. eventually get there for Xenoblade. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to restart Xenoblade. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, wait. So, now I'm oh, excited no, about wait. Final Fantasy XV, though. Two things, for, as someone who's already played the full game. Yes. I, like, I think 
Final Fantasy 15 is a very fun game. I do have problems with Final Fantasy 15 though. For one, the story is not as good as it should be. Yeah, I've heard that. But the the biggest issue with that, the most frustrating part about that is a lot of the there, there were like four or five DLC packs for this game with like story content in them. Yeah. And they they don't totally fix that issue, but they really help that okay. and they make the story better and they should have been in the full game. Like they should have been playable from the, the start. game from the start. I've never played them because I didn't feel like dishing out another like fifty dollars for the DLC. But if those are included in the pocket edition, I would definitely consider re-getting the game. Even though it's like so, it's such a long game. Oh yeah, but uh, it's a long game. I'm that, sure that makes you excited. It does get me a little excited. Um, but that would definitely make me more interested in getting it. But, well, now knowing that it's not just like a Final Fantasy 15 themed mobile game and more like a full game no, on it is, mobile. It is Final Fantasy 15 with a different art style. That's sweet. That's actually really cool. I hope they keep doing this. And I love the art style. Like, I think it's adorable. Yeah, it did look really cute. That's kind of why I didn't just brush this off immediately. Have you, have you watched any trailers or anything? No. You know what? You know what? I'm going to pause this. Are we, are we back? We're back? Okay, we're back. They're back. All right, so we just watched some, um, some Final footage. Fantasy 15 pocket stuff so Mike could talk about it. What yeah, do you think? It looks really cute. Um, I'm excited to see kind of how it how it all plays out on the Switch. I'm imagining again with this, it'll get that same discount. And if it does, Hopefully. I'll probably pick it up. With the discount, I would definitely consider it. I would I would hope that it contains the story stuff that you were talking about that kind the of DLC. fixes the story. But then at the same time, but with all the people who are probably like playing the game the first time and were like, why doesn't this make sense? Why doesn't that make sense? What do I need to know from that movie? It's not like if I care about the story, I can't find the information somewhere right. else. And I, I have the movie on my iTunes account, so you could just watch the movie from my iTunes account. Do I want to watch the movie, though? I mean, like, you really don't have to. Like, listen, I've That's seen Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, and that was a movie people were excited about. Yeah, but that takes place after Final Fantasy VII, doesn't it? It's not. That's not why it's bad. <laughs> no, I know, but like, trust me, that is not why I don't want to watch the it. The difference is this movie takes place before Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right, anyway, moving right along. I think the only other game, and this one, I'm not sure if it was about the direct. I kind I think of it was. See, I don't think it was, because it's not being announced for any other... It's the only one that wasn't being announced for anything else. Right, I think that's was, why I think it was. No, that's why I think it wasn't direct-related. Because they were probably like, we're going to announce this today, because it's not I, coming I out. I really think it was going to be in the direct. But it's not coming out. I mean, I'm sure it will be there, especially now. But it, I don't think it's one of those ones where it's like, listen, we're going to put it through anyway. Um, we're talking about Civilization VI. It's getting a port to the Switch, and it's coming out November 19th. Which is why I was less thinking that it was something that they were like, oh, we're just going to tell you anyway. Um, I'd believe it if they said yes, but I'd also believe it if they said, this is just an announcement on its own. Um, I like Civ games. I've played Civ Five for a fair amount of time on Steam. It's a game that's a lot more fun if you play it with people, or you're willing to just drop like you know 12 hours of time into a Civ game. I don't know if I'll pick this up, but uh, for people who love Civ games, I feel like being able to play it on the go is really good. It, yeah. The issue is it, it probably will suffer from the same problem as like a Mario and Rabbids issue, you know, like when you're like, well, I'm, I'm mid-chapter, like mid-encounter of a chapter, mm -hmm. so I can't turn my Switch off and switch to a different game because I'm in the middle of a Civ game. It's right. going to take me 12 hours. I've, I've never played a Civ game, but I, I mean, I know what they're all about, and yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if I would be interested in doing New such Gandhi. a thing. Yeah, I mean, for people who like it, they like it. 
I might pick it up, but I, I, I'm... With all the other games I definitely want to play on the Switch, I don't think I'll pick it up. I'm probably not gonna. Yeah. Um, next stuff, the other stuff I want to talk about is just, just general stuff. Okay. Uh, one thing is, um, we did get the confirmation from World Ends With You that it's not Pro Controller compatible. Yeah, and it's exactly what I, yeah. I thought last week, remember? It, you gotta point to the screen with the Joy-Con or use the touchscreen. Yeah, nothing Which surprising there. Makes sense. Um, just the way the game, that's the way the game is. Yeah. I think it'd be stupid if you use an analog stick. Yeah. Uh, next one is, uh, for all your Pokemon fans... Uh, first off, uh, this weekend we hope you catch some awesome, or this past weekend when you hear this, you caught some awesome Moltres and Pokemon Go. Moltres. Mol- the plural of Moltres is definitely Moltres. Well, I mean, there's not more than one Moltres. So all the can... Moltres. Oh, I mean, true. Yeah. Anyway, catch some Moltres. And uh, <laughs> also for Pokemon players, uh, GameStop is giving away uh, codes for Shiny Poipole which is the pre-evolution for Naganadal, the incredibly broken Ultra Beast, and that's going on from uh, 9-17, so I guess two weeks from now, up until uh, October 7th. Yes. So pick up a code. Go to your GameStop, pick up a code. That'd be super cool. Yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about, I know you have stuff to talk about, is that for people who are interested in joining the Starlink initiative, uh, all of the ships, character packs, and weapon packs have been added to GameStop's pre-order page. So if you want to pre-order them, you can. And teach Ubisoft that this is still an okay thing to do. I didn't do it. I was good. I'm probably going to buy it if I like it, the uh, the one ship that I think is really cool. But I'm waiting. I'm not pre-ordering them. There was there were a ton of press previews for Starlink this past... When does the game come out again? Uh, Early ten- October or late October? Late October. I think it's the 27th of October. Yeah, I think you're right. There were a bunch of, like, press previews and stuff, and everyone was saying how, like, first of all, how awesome the game is. Yeah. It was really fun. But another thing is it kind of throws in your face, this kind of enemy is weak to this kind of thing. Oh, but you have to pay X amount of money to get that weapon. Yeah, they did. And I'm like, all right, Ubisoft. Ubisoft said that in one of their interviews. They're like, we want people to know that, you know, if you you have this stuff, this is the stuff that's good against it. And in that respect, I, I get it. Like, yeah, I get it too, but they're also like, oh, you want to do good, you got to get this. But from what I've been reading, it's it's really like if you're struggling with something and you want and you have ships, it's kind of a guideline. And right. it's not like you can't do something in a ship. And also, if you have it physically and you scan it in, this is their way to, um, to, to prevent like you coming over and scanning everything into mine so we both have it. Okay. But there's a week-long license on physical things. If you buy if you buy something digitally, if you okay, there's a gun you want, right? Yeah. You buy the gun physically. You scan it onto your thing. You have it for a week without scanning it again. Okay, so but, every week I'll have to physically scan my right. stuff. So every time you scan it, you it says you have a week. Or I don't know if it says it explicitly, but you have a week long license for that thing, and you don't need to scan it again. I assume if you're playing with the ships every time. Then that that's not a problem. Yeah, you're using but it's if you time. disconnect the ship, right? But you if, have to you, reconnect if you every take week. off that piece and you don't use it again for a week, then it won't let you use it digitally in the game. But if you buy it digitally, it's yours forever. Interesting. So that's the way of saying like you can't go over to your friend's house and make sure that your friend has everything. Yeah, you know what I mean they're they're making sure that everybody buys. And that it. makes sense. Do you, we don't know anything about digital pricing yet, though? We know it's supposed no, to be don't. cheaper than the physical pieces, but that the week long thing is. I mean, I get it. But part of me is annoyed because I know that, like, let's say, for example, if I do like this game, right, and I, I buy another ship and another weapon pack, 
it just means that, you know, every Sunday night, it isn't to, you know, doing my laundry, making my lunch, ironing my shirts. I also have to make sure that I attach my Starlink ships to my base because I'm going to play it in Well, not necessarily out. because, oh, I mean, yeah, when you're on the train and you haven't done it in a week and a half, it's like, yeah, I'll be annoyed. But I, I can't imagine that I'll forget. And if I do, I'll just have to play Sonic Mania in the meantime. So, mm-hmm. oh, oh, darn. Oh my god! But um, it, the more information that's coming out about this game, it does seem like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it'll with be a great or game. without the you know the the toys to life stuff, but there are there is a group of people who will enjoy that a lot. Oh sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm. Not, I mean, and they are pretty. I'm not saying they're not pretty. I mean, they're they're cool toys. You they know? do look like really cool but, toys. I mean, I just, I just don't like the the business thing anymore, or at least the way Ubisoft is doing it. Like, and I way. I don't blame you for doing that i don't blame you for saying that like mm-hmm. that that's fair uh but yeah that's all the news i have but matt what do you have i have three more pieces of news okay first of all another thing that came out oh yeah no doubt because direct yoshi has a full title yoshi's crafted world yeah so you the name came up on the nintendo the nintendo page like game it's other a yoshi you might like yeah it had it used to just have yoshi 2019 right now it says it yoshi's says. crafted world so i mean there's you go this title Probably means we're going to see something Yoshi. I have to imagine, yeah. Um, another thing, probably because of the Direct, Lego Harry Potter Collection is coming to Nintendo Switch. Whoa. If you care. Mike has a stigma against Lego They games know. I talked about Lego Marvel Superheroes too. But I, I played through both Lego 1 through 4 and 5 through 7 with my little sister. And they, they were so much fun. Adore, especially if you like it. I mean, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. If you like Harry Potter, these games are great. Okay. A lot of fun. Um, and no, Epic Games... No, don't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Epic Games has confirmed Fortnite Monopoly, which launches October 1st. God, make it go away. <laughs> They're still, like, waiting on that update. Have you heard, like, Fortnite's, like, really hard to play on the Switch right now? No. They didn't update, and, like, the UI's, like, really, really bad on the Switch right now. They're making so much money from everything else, they probably don't even care. They don't need I to care. I hate Epic Games. They should probably just pay us to not care. In I fact, ha- I pay hate me to Epic not care. But, um, that is, that's all the, uh, news. All so right. So now it's time to go on to... Our main discussion. Our main discussion, which was going to be our reactions to the Direct and talking about the Direct, but unfortunately, because of the tragedy in Japan, we can't do that. So we're going to talk about predictions... For the Direct that is to come. Yeah, because we didn't have a chance to do that because they announced the Direct like two days beforehand. And we're like, oh, great. We have stuff to talk about this week. But now we have different stuff to talk about this week. Right. So um, what Mike and I did is we both prepared four predictions for the Direct itself. And then we limited ourselves to one Smash thing. Yes. Which was a character reveal. Yeah. So four four, four announcements and a character. I think it's pretty safe to say they're going to show off a character. I have to assume so. Uh, so, um, why don't go we, first? yeah, so I'll start with my first prediction. Sure. No Metroid. No Metroid? Not, no Metroid. We're not going to see it. We will see it in January of next, the big, the big investor meeting. January, um, direct. Cause there's always some kind of direct in January. I like that. I, and I believe that too. I think right now, because of just the timeline that we know for that game and knowing that Yoshi's crafted world is kind of a shoe in to be talked about at least a little bit. Right. Uh, I think I think Metroid will be put on and the back I think burner. Metroid, yeah, Metroid is so far off. It'll probably be sometime holiday next year, yeah, or even later than that. Yeah, that I don't think, I don't think we'll see anything. We just have to remember that when we saw the fi- the trailer, we literally saw a picture, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's yeah. That. So I th- like 
Maybe a little teaser, but I don't think so. I think we won't get any Metroid. And even when we see it in January, I think we'll get something really small. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else on that? Or can I give my first prediction? Go for it. So my first prediction is a little bit of a weird one. So my prediction is that we will get the data dump for Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, I we, we well, know, well, here's the thing. So uh, someone's going on... The, the they're doing like a Pokemon TV thing on Sunday. Yeah, I was gonna say and there's some said, kind of big Pokemon reveal yeah, on Sunday. And they said that the the direct not happening doesn't mean they won't share information there. So what I'm assuming is that they were going to review the information that we got in the direct and maybe like, you know, show the new Pokemon that we know is coming that's gonna be available on Pokemon Go. That would be oh yeah, forgot. And I, forgot about that. and I feel like they might just switch it up on us and say, Oh, well we'll do the announcement announcement here and then we'll just go into more detail in the direct as opposed to we're gonna announce things in direct, go into detail and have a big announcement mm-hmm. during the thing. Um I also believe... So I looked through my list and I realized that every single one of my things ends with me saying, and the character we announced will be. Because imagine we talk about Pokemon Let's Go and they're like, okay, and that's all we talk about Let's Go and they announce Incineroar. There right. we go. No, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I think I think this will still happen. I was like wondering what they... Because obviously they're going to talk about Let's Go during the Direct. Yeah. Because it comes out in a month and a half. Yeah, and we... I mean, we know stuff. Two months. As much as we know about... Pokemon, but right. there's a lot of questions but, so, still kind of I mean, out. There's a new Pokemon that hasn't been revealed yet. There might be new Megas. Yeah. Um, I'm still holding on hope that we're going to see some kind of new area. That's fair. I don't, I don't think we will, but I still hope we do. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I could see Sevi Islands or something like that. I hope. I just hope so. I really hope so. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't. But yeah, so I'm excited to see what Pokemon brings out. Yeah. Especially, especially on Sunday. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, Sunday's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll tweet something out it's, if something happens. It's quite the Pokemon weekend this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my first prediction. Matt, what's your second prediction? My second prediction is Mario Kart 8 DLC. I Listen, So I would love this. I was, t- I was talking about my theory to Mike and a bunch of other people out there. If you look... We talked about look on the YouTubes. A lot of people. Didn't we talk about this last week too? I don't think. Oh, we did talk about. We did talk a little bit last week. So I think that to entice people with the online because the on. Oh, no cloud saves. Forgot to talk about that. Nah, it's all right. Uh, No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm annoyed about this and I'm mad. Like, like, what is this online service? Are we just paying to play the games? Like, that's essentially what it's turning out to be. If all of these games don't have the cloud service. Part of what I've been reading, though, is that it might be that those games that we see are saying they have no cloud service because of how we're seeing it might just be that they have automatic cloud service, like, regardless of the internet. And regardless, I'm going to say the same thing I said to you before we started the episode. I'm going to be real nihilistic about this. My game saves will outlive me one day. Okay, yeah, sure. But if your Switch breaks next month, you're going to be really upset that you don't have Legend of Zelda. I mean, but if I were to pick up Legend of Zelda again at this point... Wouldn't I just start over? I I don't know, maybe. Probably. Okay, well, I mean, that, but still, you don't have that journey, and that's a little bummy. I have the journey in my heart, Matthew. <laughs> I no, guess. I, when people Shut up, Mr. Oh, they didn't put any inside box art. They didn't. Shut Listen, up. I went shut through, up. I, shut I, up. When, you, when we finished the episode last week, I went through every single game I have for the Switch, and none of them didn't have any inside box art of any kind except for Monster Hunter. Just want to point that out. Okay? Okay. okay. And, and did Spider-Man have inside art, Matt? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Okay? And they spent the time, but and they spent the money to print. it doesn't matter. 
It's the principle of it. It it doesn't matter. They printed on the other side. At all least their legal cloud stuff. saves like have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Or if you're halfway through a sixty hour RPG and your switch breaks, thank God you have that cloud save. And that in that respect, I'm not saying it has no purpose. I was just saying that I was bummed that a big company didn't do the one thing that everyone big and small does. And I'm annoyed that if my switch breaks in December, that I won't be able to get my Pokemon Let's Go data back. I, I don't see how these are related. You're right, because one of them is an actual complaint, and one of them is stupid. No, it's still an actual complaint. It might not have nearly as much backing for reasons to care, but it's <laughs> anyway, still a complaint. Anyway, I'm very concerned about this online service. Uh, but that's not neither here nor there. The one thing that they could do to make this service better is to give some kind of advantage to those. Oh, yeah, who we're talking it. about predictions. <laughs> like giving people DLC a couple weeks in advance or something. So, I mean, I'm, I put Mario Kart 8 DLC down as my official prediction because I think just the way they've been teasing Mario Kart 8 just randomly over the past couple months with the Lavo stuff and with um, Breath of the Wild Link. I'm like, there must there must be something Mario Kart related. And it's it's like the one game that no matter who you are, you own on the Switch. Exactly. Right? Like, if you're a hardcore gamer, you own Mario Kart. If you're a party gamer, you own Mario Kart. If you're, like, a casual gamer, you own Mario Kart. My aunt owns a Switch. She owns two games, Mario Odyssey and Mario Kart. Exactly. And, I mean, we were talking about... There's, they could do this for other games also. We were talking about that rocket mode in Splatoon 2 a long time ago. We talked about this. Yes. That was data mined. So that's got to be coming at some point. Because, I mean, the data is in the game. Yeah. Um, that's partially reason people think the Direct has been pushed to next Thursday. Because there were items that were supposed to come out in Splatoon 2 on Thursday. And they've been mysteriously not added. And their date to be added has been moved to next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could happen with Pokin because... It's pretty safe to say that there's going to be another Poking character, I Hopefully think. at least one more. I th- I'm, there's just that awkward spot on the character select. Yes. So I really think so. And then Mario Odyssey, but Mike and I aren't going to have that argument. Nope. I think I think when that is actually announced, we will have that argument. Oh, God. It's going to be great. <laughs> anyway, that's that's my prediction. There will be okay. DLC. My second prediction is the prediction that will make me very happy and will make my girlfriend very, very happy. I think... They gotta give us nope, something. Nope, nope, Animal nope, Crossing. Nope, nope, Please. nope, 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 nope. That'll be E3 next year. Just think about it. I'm Animal real, Crossing. I'm... Animal Crossing on the Switch is announced. And then they show us a little bit, and then like we have one more trailer for you, and then they announce that Isabel's coming to Smash. That that I wouldn't be surprised about. Yeah. But I don't think Animal Crossing is gonna get teased. I don't think they're going to say anything about Animal Crossing. I, would, I wish they would. Don't get me wrong. I'm not confident in this prediction, but I want it. Maybe in January. Like, maybe we'll get a tease in January, but we won't get anything concrete until E3 next year. Yeah. Maybe. And then it'll come out either holiday next year or early early 2020. Stop being pessimistic. I'm not being pessimistic. The game, we haven't had an Animal Crossing game in six years. A real Animal Crossing game. Don't start me with that pocket <laughs> camp. Don't start me with that happy home designer. Don't start me with that Amiibo festival. I don't want to talk about it. Um, <sighs> but I, yeah. I, just, I think it's farther than you think. I, Especially because of honesty, the games that I, Nintendo has on the horizon. I feel like it's not coming out anytime soon, but this is predictions. I don't want to be... If I was being safe, I would have said, no Metroid, uh, let's go, a Smash character revealed, and Yoshi. I'm not being, I'm not being safe. Did I read all your list? 
What? No. <laughs> but you read you read No Metroid. Well, No Metroid, I feel like it was a fine choice, but it is a safe one. You... Right. I, I think it's a safe one. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Next one. Next one. Um, okay. So this, at first, wasn't a safe one. Okay. But now that I know the answer, it is a safe one. And this was Switch, classic controllers for Switch. Yeah. Like, now it's like, that's that's pretty safe. But at the time, I didn't know that when I wrote this list. So... Mm. Fair. Um, yeah, so, I mean, on the fly, different one. Uh, N64 Classic Edition. That's mine! <laughs> no! Number three. No, my number three is the N64 Classic. It's right there. N64 Classic. Oh. And then they're going to finish up. They're going to show us all these cool games. And, be, and the best game of all is right here. And then they're going to show us a trailer for Banjo-Kazooie. Like, it's back in Nintendo. And then Banjo's going to walk off the screen. And he's going to walk in. He's going to fall down a pit. And he's going to end up inside the Smash Circle. Banjo-Kazooie for Smash. You like how this wasn't on purpose that all these things are going to end with, and then this character comes to Super Smash Bros. It Brothers. just works. Yep. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I think it's coming for sure. It has to be. You know what I think is cool, or what I think would be cool? What? And I mean, like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be faithful to the console at all, really. But if they somehow made these minis handheld or portable... Yeah, that is the one thing I don't like about them. Like, I like my NES Classic, but the fact that I can't play it on the go is a bit of a bummer. And, like, that that will be especially true as we get into N64 and GameCube. Because those are games that, you know, are longer games. So maybe you would benefit from taking them on the go. Yeah, but at the same time, like, if I think about taking an N64 on the go, like, even if I take my N64 Classic, it's going to have to have ports for four controllers. But And, like... Have you held an N64 controller? It's just a big oh, controller. I hate the N64 controller. It's a huge controller. So, like, packing that thing. Because I remember, like, when I would go to, like, my grandparents for the weekend, we'd bring our N64. And it was a whole backpack to itself. And even if it's tiny, like, the controllers just take up so much space. And then the other thing, the other thing about that is that, like, a lot of the N64 games that I would care about have already been ported to other systems, and they're prettier. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, Mario 64 is good, but the DS one has, first off, it just has more stuff in it. Right. And it plays better. And then you got your Ocarina, Ocarina of Time, Time Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask. Although some people didn't like the remake of Majora's Mask, the changes that they made. Yeah, I, that's fair. I can't, I can't argue with that. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like those would be one, two, three. Smash, uh, uh, Smash, the original Smash is fine, but it's like, whatever. It's like, whatever. Yeah. I'm about to get a Smash that has like 70 characters in it. Yeah. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie I would enjoy replaying, but I also played it on an emulator two years ago for the first time ever, so it's still pretty fresh in my mind. I wouldn't be like, I need this for Banjo-Kazooie. Right. And GoldenEye didn't age well. <laughs> what was Golden Sun on? Golden Sun? What, like uh, like Isaac? Yeah. Um, I believe it was a Game Boy Advance game. Oh, really? No, I think one came for the N64 first. No, because that would make it an RPG, and there was no RPGs on it. It is an RPG. It. On the N64, it's like, it's like Quest 64. That's it. There were no RPGs. Mario, Paper Mario was like the only RPG on the system. I'm Googling the, um, the Golden, Golden Sun. Sun series. I believe the first game was on the GameCube. Or the Game Boy Advance, rather. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. Strike up one point for me. There you go. Um, uh, well, else? I mean, I, I really want to play Golden Sun because apparently Isaac's coming to Smash. There's just a bunch of... I feel like it's like Waluigi where there's like a really, really vocal minority. I know, I know. So, I don't know. Except this one has more grounding than Waluigi. 
my last prediction. I, hold on, hold on. Back up, back up, back up. I would argue, I'd argue that the character who has been in more than four games has a better chance of being in Smash. But my yeah. last prediction is yeah. Mario Wii U Deluxe is real. Okay. I, I would. I'm kind of hoping that this is real. Cause I didn't. I know you said it wasn't your favorite one, but I haven't played one of these in a very long time. And I mean, I'd it's play fine, it. and if they add new stuff, that'd be super cool. Yeah. I don't think because I feel like they do have to announce some like reveal some kind of other game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You'd be like, boom, surprise game that's coming out sometime later this year. Yeah. Some people think it's going to be Skyward Sword HD, which I would if, die. If it's Skyward Sword HD, that'd be wild. I would die. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would die. Um, and then they'll put that the the. The doofy hair in Smash. What's his name? Groose. Groose. Yo, well, <laughs> did you do uh, a... We'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, but I think this is real, especially if they add new stuff. I think Mario Maker 2 is coming, but I don't think... I don't think it's happening yet. I don't I feel think it's like happening that one's, yet either. I feel like that one's more far off than Animal Crossing is. Yeah, I think so too. Well, maybe. I, I feel like The Mario, version of it that you want no, would be further what off. What I'm saying is I feel like Mario Maker 2 is an easier game to put together than the next Animal Crossing game. True, but they've also had six years to develop it. And Mario Maker 2, if it, if it's like a Splatoon 2 kind of situation, yeah, I'd agree with you, but I know you don't want just a Splatoon 2 situation I mean, for Mario like, Maker. Like, nobody wants a Splatoon 2 situation for any game. Fair. It just worked with Splatoon 2, and Splatoon 2 eventually brought a lot of new stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I can, I can roll with that. All right, so let's go to our hey. Smash predictions. Oh, sorry. Mike's got one more. He's so mean to me. My bad. Anyway, my last prediction is we're going to get a huge amount of information for Fire Emblem Three Houses. The game's oh, coming out in the yeah. spring, right? And while I could see a January Direct being like, oh, yeah, here's all the information on Fire Emblem, it... I could also see January being more of a time for reveals. I more times for saying, this is what's in development for the next year. And while I don't think we'll get all the information, you know, when this direct happens, we're going to be able to say, this is the game and this is what it's like. We just have a spring release date for Fire Emblem, right? We yeah, don't I think have so. an actual date? No, no, da- no date. I think Fire Emblem is going to get its own 15-minute mini direct. I would, I could see that. I, I think that'll happen sometime early 2019. That's fair. You know what they also talk about? Damon X Machina. Yeah! Because that's supposed to come out in, like, January, right? It's mm-hmm. supposed to come out, like, early, early next year? Yeah, it's supposed to come out really early next year. Yeah, so, so that's we'll gotta, about that. we've got to hear something about that. I bet we'll hear something. Yeah. But, I mean, we do have a lot of gameplay and a lot of information on that game. It's and that's why I'm asking about Fire Emblem, because we know nothing. not a lot of people talking about. Yeah, but I, I, I think Fire Emblem will stay that way for a little while. Yeah, but people are hungry. Hungry for our info. Give us a new trailer. Yeah, uh, like, I understand how big fans of Fire Emblem are like, give me something. But as someone who's like a casual fan of Fire Emblem, I'm like, cool. I'll get it day one. But, but Fire Emblem's big. Matt, they got seven Smash characters now. It's a big deal. Big deal. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of Smash. That's, that's how a game's success is measured. How many characters do you have in Smash? Yeah, I mean, but like, honestly, I don't think anyone beats them except for Mario. I mean, well, that's because of how crazy popular Fire Emblem is in Japan. I know, and it's popular here, too. Awakening's really good. We got three Awakening characters it now. now. It yeah, is now. They are the only characters that have a game from the same game they're in in Smash. All the other characters, there's no other person in the same game that has been brought to Smash. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's wild to me. All right, well, are we ready to talk about Smash? Sure. So, um, Mike, you passed by on me earlier. What if we did two Smash characters? One that we... Had a good idea of, and then a, a balls-to-the-wall one. Yeah. 
Let's All right, do that. So you want to do that? Yeah. So why don't you start with your normal one, and I'll Skull do my kid. normal one. Yeah, that's fair. Skull Kid. I think Skull Kid's coming in. I want him so bad. My my safe choice would be uh, Bandana D. I think Yeah, that yeah, that's a good he, one, too. He, he would fight differently enough than the other characters, and... Like, when you think about the four characters you can play as in most Kirby games, who is it? Kirby, Waddle D, there we go, King D to D, and Meta Knight. And those are the four characters. And you can't really put Cracko into, you know, no, Smash Bros. And he's Yo, the only recurring Bosses, char- bosses, bosses. Oh, easily. Cracko. Um, I was listening to another podcast and they talked about this. Lusamine post Nihiligo. Oh, as a boss that wouldn't that would be, be super cool super cool um who else would be a really cool boss yeah Krakow would be a good boss um bring Rayquaza back I hope they bring Rayquaza back I would, I would hope they bring Rayquaza back Andros Andros would be a fine one Andros would be cool um the guy at the end of Skyward Sword uh, I don't know who that is um don't tell me. I, I won't spoil Zant. I'm not going to spoil that game. Zant would be cool. Zant should be in Smash to begin with, but I'm not hopeful. Um, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, this, this, we, a, can, we can make an episode about boss characters. We could just make next an episode time, Next boss. time we don't have an episode, let's talk about we'll boss We'll talk about bosses. Stats. But, um, okay. So my... Okay, I had a couple balls to the wall ones. Okay. Well, I have, I have two. How about that? Pick uh, two. Okay, okay, okay. I have three, though. Fine, didn't do three. Okay, so my first one, which I think is the safest out of all of them, is Shante. Okay. Which I, like, at this point in time, I think there's enough people who want her, and we already have Shovel Knight deconfirmed that I wouldn't be surprised if she is there. Okay. And I think she has a moveset to satisfy that. I think she had about as much as chance as Shovel Knight did, and... We haven't heard anything about her, so I don't know. My other one is uh, Groose. Oh, we talked about Groose, yeah. Because uh, that's why I didn't want to talk about it before. But I think he would have a really cool and different moveset, especially the way his character develops in the game, which is, by the way, one of my like top three Zelda characters ever. Okay. But um, I mean, you, you got to play Skyward Sword to understand. And then he'll have Zant as an Echo Fighter. Totally. That's, that's how Groose works. I don't but know how he works. I would flip if I would main Groose if Groose came to Smash. I'd be I'd be obsessed. And then my third one, which is impossible. It's not impossible. You can't say it's impossible. Oh God, Sora. No, that actually is impossible. <laughs> it's it's not impossible. No, because it's wrapped up in Disney. Actually, well, the thing is, Disney has all the rights. Square Square technically doesn't have a say. Yeah. Like you just have to approve it through Disney. So it's in Disney's hands, which is basically saying it's impossible. It's impossible. But it's not impossible. Disney's the only people who are more tight than Nintendo about handing out their IP to other people. And I I was reading, or I wasn't reading, I was watching um, interviews, and basically it was saying that um, Disney, Nintendo would s- said that they'd be thrilled to have Sora in Smash, or a rep from, Dis- from Nintendo who was talking to someone in the Kingdom Hearts community saying, yeah, we'd have Sword and Smash, but Disney has to approach them first. They're yeah. not going to do it. Yeah, you can't approach. You can't approach the mega Or maybe it was the other way around. Actually, you know, never mind. It don't might let be them, the other way around. I don't around. think you want to let your foot in the door if you're Nintendo, and you'd be like, hi, Disney Corporation has their foot in the door somehow in this company. Well, that seems like a bad idea The other happen. thing is that um, Disney has been expecting more and more for the Kingdom Hearts franchise because of how popular it is become so they are looking to expand kingdom hearts interesting just as it is so i think there is a glimmer of hope but i don't think it's gonna happen i feel like if it were to happen it would happen as dlc because then they yeah could, exactly you could buy it separately their whole contract could be related separately and i also think something kingdom hearts has to be on the switch before that happens yeah 
because we haven't seen anything Kingdom Hearts since the, the, the card game on the GBA, right? No, since um, oh, Dream three. Drop Distance on the 3DS. There have been three Kingdom Hearts games on All the side games, games right? Because three, uh, Chain of Memories, days. Chain of Memories, 358 over 2, and um, Dream Drop Distance. How do you know the order of these games? Because I played them all. I know, but like, 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 no, like, like, sequ- not sequentially order, but like, plotline order. <laughs> because if you actually play all the games, it's not that hard. But the naming convention is atrocious. Oh, you just, oh no, the naming is stupid. <laughs> you can't tell me <laughs> the that the naming, naming convention of that game is not awful. We've had like 17 games, I and think, we're getting three I next think year. the worst part is that there are like, absurdly complicated ways that Square Enix can justify the naming. Like, 358 over 2 has a reason why it's named 358 over 2. It's like, oh, I get it. You're just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I like that logic. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, who's yours? Okay, so um, my first one, I feel like this is the most reasonable out of it, but I could see this just not happening now, but in, in the grand scheme of things, where just because of right now, like, I could see them talking especially now that the direct's been moved, talking about Torna, because it's going to come out. It was supposed to come out, you know, it comes out, you know, next week. Mm-hmm. But if, it, if it's coming out, the Torna expansion's coming out a week from, like, now. So I could see them, like, talking about it a little bit more, just be like, you know, it's out next week. You know, get off on your Xenoblade and do that. But I could see them playing the original trailer, or not the original trailer, the original cinematic after Rex gets killed in the beginning of the game, where he's in the, the grassy And they announced Ryan? The... <laughs> <laughs> you may have taken my joke, okay? <laughs> no, so it's like they're in the grassy field and like, you know, he walks up to Pyra and she's like, you know, she says, can you take me to Elysium? She's like, Rex, can you take me to and Smash turns Bros? And No, to Smash Bros? And then it's like, <gasps> but then it's like, now it's Ryan's time! And Ryan comes down from the sky and ruins the moment and Ryan joins the battle. <laughs> But I, when they, if if and when they do announce Rex and Pyre for for Smash DLC. DLC, that's how I imagine they'll do it. Because that's cool. like that's you know goes right through. It's like it's like when they did Fire Emblem Fates, where like you know make the decision. I think they got to do like every time so far they've done something kind of surprising for the character. So I think those reveal trailers are gonna get more and more gradually like wow that like surprising like who's it gonna be like you know the one that announced Rosalina. It was Kirby on Rainbow Road. Yeah, Kirby on Rainbow and Road. And Rosalina just comes out of nowhere. It's like, what? Yeah, I loved that trailer a lot because it was like very much like, hey, all the Nintendo franchises hanging out together. And I think the Mega Man one was kind of like that too. Mega Man was like that because of the way everyone was hanging out. Right. I also like the trailer for, for Charizard or Ninja because Char- you're like, oh, it's Charizard now. It's just Charizard. That's really cool. And then it's like, wait, what? who the hell is that? What's going on? Greninja. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, who are your others? My 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 second one is one that a lot of people have been complaining about, but the fact is now that uh, now that Cloud's in the game, I feel like we could actually get a fair chance of Geno coming to the game yeah. because of the fact that Geno is in such a weird spot because he's not owned by Nintendo or Square well, individually. They're owned together because it's a Square-developed game for a Nintendo property. So he's a Nintendo character that Nintendo doesn't have the licenses to. I heard that Geno was going to be in Brawl, like, he was going to be in there. They just didn't think of a moveset for him in time. Yeah. So they didn't put him in. And again, he's one of these characters who had a Mii costume in the Wii U game. And people love Geno. So I could easily see them putting in Geno. And his moveset would be pretty straightforward. And especially now that we've just gotten the SNES Classic and people love Mario RPG, let's put it in there. Why not? Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last one, which I feel like is... 
Honestly, out of the three that I said, I feel like is the most likely, even if we talk about Geno. Um, I really think I don't see why we can't have Paper Mario in in Smash. Like, yeah, I think Geno is more likely, honestly. But I I think for the shock value, yes. But when you think about Nintendo characters and franchises that aren't represented yet, like Paper Mario's hanging out kind of on his own. You know, like he has his own series. He's canonically different than regular Mario because of Sticker Star, not Sticker Star, mm-hmm. uh, Paper Paper Jam. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he could make a cool move it because he also, you know, he's Mario, but he has a hammer. Like, he's got a hammer. And he's got plenty of cool partners to and he use would his play powers. so differently than any other character. Yeah. And I he, do think he'd be really cool. He'd hang I out with Mr. Game & Watch. Like, come on, you could see the trailer. Like, Mr. Game & Watch walking around, and he, like, sees somebody and, like, hides, like, through a wall. And, like, he turns around the wall. And, like, I, you know, like, this is it. Here, here, here is what I see. Uh, you see Mr. Game Watch doing the, the bit running, right? Beep, 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 beep. And he turns the corner and, like, he hides behind a wall, like, up against a wall. And, like, whoever's been chasing him, like, Captain Falcon or something, runs past. And the corner of the building has, like, you know, a hole between the two buildings. And waddling out between the two halves, because it's one of his special powers, he turns back and it's Paper Mario. And he just, like, looks <laughs> at him, like, what? <laughs> and does like, ow, whoa, 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 whoa. That would be cool. Paper Mario folds his way in, turns into a paper airplane and stuff, you know. There's just so many stupid things. Because, I mean, despite some people saying that, you know, I mean, people say Sticker Star is a bad game. People have their opinions about Color Splash that I don't really share because I don't really know anything about the game. And the first two games are really good and people love them. And it's like, you know, those first two games have 15 partners to pick from for attacks and special abilities and B moves and grabs. And then the other games bring a couple more mechanics to the to the you know, the fray. And I'd be really excited to see if they were turning him to one character, what would they do? Yeah. But it could be really cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, have you heard the, the Pokemon rumors? Which ones? I've heard Gardevoir as an echo for Mewtwo. That would be... Mm. I mean, you'd have to change around the animations a lot. Yeah. But it would work. If I were to think of an echo fighter, I don't know if I'd do Gardevoir. I don't know. But like, I don't know. Who, if I were to do an echo fighter for Mewtwo, I guess it would probably be Gardevoir. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who else... Like, I don't know there if, there if is Mewtwo... no Gen 3 Pokemon. Yeah, but, I mean, does it matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, and then there's going to be someone from Gen there's 7. There's got to be a Gen 7. I, honestly, I really hope it's neither Decidueye or Incineroar. I just, I hope they pick someone surprising. To me, honestly, I don't think, like, I think Incineroar would have been surprising if we didn't all talk about it all the time and we're like, well, it's not going to be Decidueye. Well, like, I mean, we knew it wasn't going to be Decidueye. And we knew it was going to be Pre-Marina. <laughs> what if it is Primarina? If it's Primarina, I will be amazed. I'm like, okay, uh, we we can't put Waluigi in Smash. We could put a fish. <laughs> Got it's, it. It's Fomantis. <laughs> <laughs> Not Lurantis. It's it's the little one. The Fomantis. Oh um, goodness. I could see an Echo Fighter for Pichu just being like Plusle and Minin. Oh, that'd be cute. Uh, but who's gonna play an Echo Fighter of an already yeah. Echo? Echoed version, bad version of is, Pikachu. No, it's not officially an Echo, is it? No, it's it's, not. it's 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 not an Echo. It's different. He has different moves, and his but his B moves are the same. Right, right. And his Thundershocks do damage, and they said they're gonna make him good, but I um, have my misgivings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard I heard one that was like, um, what if they made an Echo of Pokemon Trainer, and they used the um, they used the Johto starters. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those, but like logistically, it doesn't make sense because. Gen 2 doesn't have any starters with wings. Yeah, that's the only one it doesn't make sense for. 
Like, yeah, I you could see Totodile and, um... Instead of Squirtle, and you could do, um... Not, um, starts with a B? It's, it, well, it's, it's... it's Chikorita. He, Chikorita something Meganium. Be- Bell... Not Beldum. No. Hold on, don't tell me. I have to look it up. These poor people, these poor listeners have to figure out what the... We can't figure out what the hell... Someone's, someone's screaming. Someone is yelling at their, their podcasting <laughs> device. It's... You idiots. Bayleaf. Bayleaf, that's it, that's it, that's it. It's okay, Bayleaf. I'm happy I didn't have to look it up. Yeah, uh, I can see Bayleaf doing what Ivysaur does. Yeah, I don't know, though. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you can make a really cool Lucario Echo Fighter. Yeah. Like, his moves are general enough. Pangoro. A bigger, slightly slower Lucario. A slightly slower Lucario. I could, I could roll with that. That'd be cool. Man, I could talk about, like, specifically Pokemon fighters. How about, what if, how about Tapu Koko as an Echo Fighter? Okay. Or how about Tapu Koko in the game? Yo, you know, I mean, he's, Yo, hit me he's, he's also Tapu a Koko. one. I feel like if you said it's not Incineroar, and it, it, say it's not a starter and it's a Gen 7 Pokemon, I'd be like, oh, Tapu Koko. Yeah. And then after that, my boy, Buzzwole. I want Kamoa so bad. Can you imagine Buzzwole, though? That like, would be ridiculous. Isn't he really big, though? I mean, he's he's got four legs. You know legs. what? That, that, that... That argument is invalid. Also, after I realized that. Hold on, that argument actually has been invalid since Brawl. Because you know how big Captain Olimar is supposed to be? He's supposed to be the size of a quarter. I know. Like, I know. He's too big. Olimar's too small. <laughs> <laughs> and especially now, because we've seen um, the Metro Kingdom, that Mario is canonically related to humans on Earth in some way, shape, or form. Which means that Olimar is the same size as he is in that game. Which means he's the size of a quarter. He's fighting. I want there to be an event match where it's just mini, mini Olimar versus giant, giant Ridley, and it'll just be like a size matters joke. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be funny. It'd be good. It'd be fun. Mm. Uh, anything well, else um, you want to talk about before I we go to the it. end of our show? I think, you know, I think that's it. All right. Uh, so, Matt, uh, tell us about a fun fact. Oh, golly. A fun fact is that the city of New York needs me right now, and I don't have time for fun facts. City of New York? Oh, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my fun fact is, did we talk about this last week, um, that in, I believe it's in China right now, you can buy two different new kinds of Oreo flavors. Did I tell you about this? Uh, no. Two new Oreo flavors you can buy in China right now. Um, buffalo wing and Sexy. wasabi. Delicious. And I'm like, I think well, I don't think wasabi's new. It, well, I it was said it was new on the same thing, so I don't know. It, I just... Chocolate with my buffalo. I mean, I don't know if it's if it's good, it will come Listen, here. But all over the world, there's some weird stuff. There's some weird stuff. Listen, green tea Kit Kats from China are like my favorite. I want to try them. I've never tried. They're those. so good, but uh, that's not here or there. Um, so as always, if you want to send Matt hate mail, you can email us at pinkgoldpeeps at gmail.com. He won't always respond, but he will read it and he will cry about it. Always. Um, if you want to get uh, in contact with us more directly, you could always tweet at us at pinkgoldpeeps at uh, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, at Pink Gold Peeps, all one word. You can also follow us on SoundCloud, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, Matt, you want to tell people about the name of our show and what's going on with? Oh that? yeah, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a fair warning in this episode, and we'll probably tweet about it and post on SoundCloud about it or something. Uh, the naming of our iTunes is all messed up. So yeah, I remember where the Pink Gold Peeps feed. We're gonna we're gonna take it down finally and fix it. But what we have to do, as far as we know as far as we figured out, is just totally take it down. So if you are subscribed to us on iTunes, your subscription will go away, and we are going to re-upload our file, and all, all the episodes will be there, 
just under Pink Gold Peeps instead of Pink Gold Peeps, Peeps Feed. So um, go back and resubscribe when it's just Pink Gold Peeps. And we will, and we will we tweet will, out about yeah. it. We will talk about it in the next episode when it's actual, I'm sure. Yes. So if you listen on SoundCloud, you'll know. Exactly. But yeah, outside of that, um, what else do we want to say? Uh, our intro is made by Rick's Record. He's an awesome dude. Follow him on SoundCloud. Yeet. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's that our whole it. show. It's, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and I need to go to bed. Mike? Yes. Baba is you. I, I really want to look at more footage of this game. Ciao.